Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, we haven't got to talk to our next guest in a little while, Wolf, but uh, just hearing the sound of his voice will remind everybody basketball season is almost here. Kellen Olson, our own Phoenix Suns guru, joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. What's going on, Kellen? Hi, Luke. Wow, what a lead, and I feel very special. Hello. That's that's my goal. And now I'm out of here. I just wanted to make you feel happy. Um, all right, let's uh, let's just jump right into the uh, the Robert Sarver stuff. Are you Wolf? I'll give you where Wolf and I were on this last week. We figured, okay, yeah, he's not going to own this team when the suspension's over, and it's going to happen at some point during this upcoming year. I, for one, though, wasn't expecting it eight days after the investigation was was put out there. Were you surprised at all by the fact that he's selling and or the timing? No, not really, to be honest, because once the NBA's ruling came down on the investigation, I think it was just really important in terms of the timing of fallout from that. And if if we were going to hear from players on the team, coaches on the team, players across the league, the Players Association, other owners, sponsors, and so on. And We checked out pretty much everything on that list. Uh, we heard from Chris Paul. We heard from LeBron James. We heard from Draymond Green. We heard from minority owner Jean Najafi. We heard from, uh, I believe, the vice president of the, of the Players Association, of uh, one of the leadership uh, members of leadership in the NBA Players Association, just pretty much saying, she spoke on behalf of all players when she said she didn't, they didn't want to see Robert Sarver around anymore. And then we heard from PayPal, the, the jersey patch sponsor of the team. So, so the fallout was certainly there, but I think the timing of this and just how the Suns were able to, I guess I'll phrase it that way, able to get this done before media day, let alone the season, just in terms of a distraction and kind of moving forward from this. You, you do wonder how much of the conversations took place behind the scenes beyond the fact that the fallout happened. I, I think that's, my big question in terms of the timing is, okay, how much of this had to do with what we saw in, in public as opposed to what might have happened uh, behind closed doors? I'm not sure what the percentages are, but either way, the fallout publicly, I, I think, certainly helped and guide us to uh, what ended up being, I think, the right move for everyone involved, to say the least. So, Killer, what kind of interest or activity do you expect or anticipate with the Suns in their sale? Oh, a, a ginormous amount, Wolf. I think that we've just learned. I, I'm not exactly what. I'm not exactly sure what the date is necessarily in terms of when an NBA franchises became just such an incredible investment opportunity for people. I don't know if it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, whenever the date was necessarily, but this is just a huge business opportunity for anyone who's going to be able to get in on it. And I think that's where you're just going to see a huge level of interest in any NBA organization that becomes available. But if you look at the state, the Suns are in right now, just from a basketball operations standpoint, they've got a really great, head coach and Monty Williams. They've got a really great general manager and James Jones. They've got a really great team right now, if that matters at all to the person buying it. But then you look at what they've gone through in the last couple of years. They've got the recently renovated arena. They've got that brand new practice facility. They've just got a lot going for them in terms of anyone really looking into them. I I guess I could see from a certain aspect how some people might not be interested in, like let's say, like the Kings, for example, becoming for sale as opposed to the Suns. I do think that they're really in that upper echelon considering where they're at right now and their progress in the last couple of years as a franchise. There's going to be a ton of interest. 
Talking to Kellen Olsen. Uh, Kellen, the timing of, of that announcement from Robert Sarver happening before media day and before training camp, before the preseason, I'm sure takes some of the load off the players uh, being asked about it. They're going to be asked about it at media day, but do you expect that we're going to hear much from them on this topic beyond next week? Uh, beyond next week, I, I don't think so. I think that it might be something that comes up in terms of if we have movement on the ownership side in terms of the new person coming in or, or if Sarver is officially like the, the formalities are starting to occur. Maybe we'll hear little details here and there. But, no, I expect this to be something that we're going to hear about uh, on Monday for sure, media day. But after that, not so much. And, and again, that's where you go back to the timing of this and how fortunate it was for the Suns, if, if I can use that word. And just uh, everyone's going to be ready to ask uh, about it on Monday. And I think everyone is going to be ready to answer the questions about it. On, on Monday, but then after that, I don't think we're going to hear about it that much in terms of uh, the players and coaches, which uh, for me personally, guys, I'm, I'm ready to talk about basketball. You guys know me, so we'll, we'll talk about it Monday. We should ask the questions. That it, the questions need to be asked, but after that, uh, basketball, I think, is on the menu. Yeah, you know what? What a beautiful thing that is, too. Man, all jacked up. So let's talk a little basketball. Did you happen to see that Devin Booker made the top 10 in terms of the top 100 basketball players on the face of the planet? Did you happen to see that? Yeah, I I did, Wolf. I I think that's great for him. Just kind of speaks to the levels that he's been able to reach in like the last two years specifically, but also just how he's thought of in the league. I think you kind of have to say it out loud sometimes with with what he was accomplishing last year to remember just where we were at. I mean, fourth in the MVP voting, first team All-NBA, and those were both extremely deserved and weren't just like a flash in the pan type of thing at all. He has definitely put himself in that echelon in terms of not only the stars of the league, but the superstars of the league. And I think that's what I'm really curious to see this year from him just as a player because he improves every year. But I'm curious to see, especially with the way the season ended and and the note that they went on, if we're going to see him not only take it up a level, but take it up a couple of levels and really look to join that group of like six to seven players that we talk about as, as the best the very, very best in in the league because that's a very tough category to join, but he has the talent to do that, and I think the the voting and that kind of process for that kind of thing and and ranking players kind of shows where he's at as a player right now. Kellen Olsen joining us. Uh, Kellen, the trade that Woj reported this morning that Boyan Bogdanovich is going from Utah to Detroit, and not really for all that much, with all due respect to Kelly Olenek and Saban Lee. Uh, That was a name that was at least linked to the Suns and on some level made sense for this upcoming season. What do you think they still need to do before the season starts? Say that again, Luke, the last part. I mean, are they set for this season? Or they they still probably need to add a couple players here, don't they? Yeah, I, I think that there is still some kind of change that needs to happen for them in terms of looking at their top seven or top eight of their rotation. I think that Jay Crowder's name has been out there for a while now. Gambo's been reporting that, and and that is no fault of Jay, who who has been great the last years and the role that he's been in. And the role that he's in, what, what you'd look for for them in terms of just an improvement and looking offensively on that side of the ball specifically, that's not in Jay's game. And that's where you wonder if we might see Cam Johnson starting, and then you think about Jay coming off the bench. It's like, does he even want to come off the bench? That's where you look at how he, he's been – He's been speaking and favoriting things on Twitter in, in the last few months, and you just kind of wonder if that has to do with contract extension. Maybe it has to do with that. Well, we don't necessarily know, but looking beyond that, I mean, they could use another ball handler, but Boyan Bogdanovich was kind of a perfect fit 
just not only in terms of another ball handler, but another scorer. He's he's been one of the best shooters in the league since he got in it. He would he would have instantly become the suck, the Suns' second best player in terms of getting to the free throw line. There were a lot of offensive. Uh, 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 there's a lot of offensive ability there for someone like Bogdanovich, and that's where you do look at the return and just wonder how much the Suns were interested at all. Because I thought that he would go for a protected first round pick, an unprotected first round pick, maybe even, but he didn't even fetch that, and that's where I wonder if. The Suns were even interested at all, and and I know that that'll frustrate some Suns fans, especially with how much James Jones hasn't done. But at the same time, if James Jones has proven anything to us, it's that he's excellent at identifying the types of players that he wants and knows will fit in with this team and fit in with what Monty Williams wants. And I'm guessing that Boyan Bogdanovich didn't qualify to a certain degree, and you just have to trust his judgment. He's earned that for sure. So it's totally unfair to ask you this when we have 30 seconds left, but <laughs> I'm going to ask you anyways right here. Do you expect the final results, the final results of the Phoenix Suns to be better or worse this year? Oh, man, if I had to say, I, I would say worse, and that's just because of how much they haven't done in terms of shaking up the roster. I feel like there's a move or two that needs to get done, and the West is a gauntlet. I think that they could go into a first-round series as the 2-3-4 seed, and the other team that they're playing against could be someone that could really test them. I think they're really looking at that this year, Wolf, and I think that's got to be something that's talked about in the next couple of weeks, just how much of a gauntlet the Western Conference is going to be. It's, yeah. it's going to be brutal. Kellen Olson, great stuff great as stuff, always, man. Buddy. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Good to hear from you. Thank you, Killer.